Hello and welcome back to now episode four of the All Things Strongman podcast. Uh, if you've not listened to the previous three, they should be up on Spotify and YouTube or anywhere else that you listen to your podcast nowadays. There's many, many different providers. I'm sure you, you can find it on one of those. Today, I am joined by another wonderful guest. He is currently the Strongman Champions League world's strongest Viking, probably the busiest man in Strongman in 2023. <laughs> Last year, I feel like you were doing a show every weekend. Um, I was. He's, he's, <laughs> he's poor other half, having to suffer with him being out of the house for so many weekends. I'm sure she hated it. Uh, but it is, of course, Kane Francis. How are you doing, pal? Yeah, good, mate. Nice to be on. Oh, glad to have you on. And obviously, thank you for taking the time out of your day to uh, come and have a chat. Um, but yeah, let's jump into that 2023 Um do you feel like you stopped at all? No, no, it was uh, straight straight in with the invite the Brits, one way, and then pretty much, well, I had like a, a few months where I didn't really have anything planned. Obviously, we had the, the reserve spot as well at Worlds, but um, the season started in May of the Champions League, and it was near on, if not every other weekend, up until about November time, end of November, we were doing a competition, and they were all abroad as well, so it was manic. I suppose it's a, a nice to be busy and nice to probably go and see these wonderful places all around sort of Europe. But um, yeah, a bit hectic when you're just kind of on the go constantly. Oh, mate, yeah, like it, for the first first few competitions, it was okay. But then when the nearest airport to where I live, where we can fly is like three hours. Right. So, and then we'd like leave on a Friday, be back on a Sunday. So although you're going to these places, you're not, you're not like it's not like you're on a holiday spending a week there. Yeah. You, you go in there, you get there late, you go to sleep, you have a day, you compete, and then 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 you come home. So it it does get tedious, but I really enjoy doing it. Yeah, I think I counted. I th- I had a, a look through. I think I counted eleven different SEL competitions. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, yeah, it was like eleven or twelve. I think yeah. but one of them was in the UK, which was um, the Gloucester Show, and yeah. then the rest of them were all abroad. Yeah. Yeah, One of so, them even in South Africa. Yeah, so the South Africa. It might be 12 yeah, then, because I don't think I count the South Africa World Truck Pull Championships. Uh, yeah, that was the 12. that was the second to last, actually, yeah, before the finals. Just before the finals, yeah. yeah. So, for yourself, obviously, you went into that finals um, with the overall lead for the SCL uh, yeah. season. How did you feel like it went over the 12 competitions? Were you happy with the, how, how the season no. went? Yeah, throughout the season, um, I started off with the first three shows, literally narrowly missing out on podium by like one point, half a point. So I had a few uh, fourth places. Um, and then I think I had four podiums in a row. Yeah. Um, so a couple of seconds, a couple of thirds, and obviously the, the Viking I won. Um, but yeah, the, the overall, I wasn't, throughout the whole season, I wasn't thinking, right, I want to go in there and win these shows. Obviously, everyone wants to win. Yeah. You want to do as best as you can, but the whole point of Champions League is a, is to build and accumulate points. So I don't care if I don't win a show for the year. The only yeah. one I need to win is the final. And um, yeah, obviously doing that many shows, I was lucky to get through it with no serious injuries. Mm. You pick up niggles here and there. But um, I was in a really good position in the final. Um, but yeah, the, the first event sort of messed the whole thing up for me, really. Yeah, well, obviously a bit of a tricky finals uh, for yourself yeah. and 
There was another guy that kind of competed at a lot of SCLs. I think he went into the to its second. He's, I think Evans he's Nana become a very good friend of yours, Evans Nana. Yeah, it, it was quite mad actually because the top three you had me, Evans, and then Ivars. Yeah, and after the third first event. We were the bottom three. Yeah, <laughs> and, I in that order, it's in the reverse order though. So I was dead last, then it was Evans, then it was Ivan. So all the points that we gained over the whole season, it, it near all put everyone back to zero. Yeah, yeah. So that... it, it was then like five events, like a normal show. But... Yeah, yeah. I remember because obviously, I believe it was was it a truck pull that first day, uh, and then the, yeah. the events the second day. I remember looking at the after that event, and I thought, well, it's an open comp; anybody can win it now, and. Um, yeah. Obviously, Oscar Tilkowski obviously went oh, on mate, to win that. He, he came in yeah. with like one point as like the last sort of reserve. Yeah. <laughs> and he ended up winning the whole show. Like, credit to him. Like, that was, he put in one hell of a performance that day. Yeah. He's, a, he's but, an, a, unbelievable up and coming kind yeah. of athlete, isn't he? That obviously went and won um, OSG Europe's in great fashion against a, probably a very, very tough field. And um, obviously winning the SEL World Finals, won the Arnold yeah. Amateur, will be at the full Even, Arnold. Even um, won an event in his first giant show, didn't he? Won the Dunbar Did. medley in that yeah. as well. So. Yeah. So the year he's had is unbelievable. So him going on the and winning thing that. Oscar is very quiet as well. He doesn't like, you see him at shows, he's not one running around screaming and shouting. He's just, just sits there, does what he needs to do and then goes out and just... That's what he has to, I suppose. But... Very calculated. I think Paddy mm. Haynes said on any on his um, podcast that at the OSG Europe's going out for the deadlift in the warm up area. I think he said Oscar loaded the bar and then sat back and watched everybody else. And Paddy was saying, "You're playing mind games." <laughs> yeah, right. Sneaky little, sneaky little yeah. Polish strong man. There, he's probably learned a few <laughs> tactics from his uh, probably more experienced friends over there in Poland. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a very interesting one. Um, the SEL is obviously a very interesting competition, and, and many people might not know about it if they're sort of just casual fans of the sport. Obviously, maybe just watch Giants Live, see the world's strongest man on TV. But the SEL really is a competition for people to get more experience, to get more exposure. How's it helped you in your career? Put it this way, without the Champions League, I would never have been a Britain's strongest man last year, in my opinion. Like, it's that simple. So, obviously, they, they compete everywhere. You sort of like, you see with, with, with Giants and Worlds, it's America and it's England. And, and that's about it, really. But Champions League, we go everywhere. Like, they, they do 16 stages a year. They, they don't use the same athletes every competition. So, you've got all these different places and different areas where athletes have got the opportunity to actually come over and have a go if, if they like to. Um, and obviously, they I think they have like there's there's quite a few channels and like online apps they do, but they've got like 100 million viewers or something in 96 countries that they broadcast. So it is actually massive, but I don't think as many people know about it as like maybe you'd think. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I kind of gather from people. Yeah, when I speak to them, they're not as clued up on what's going on on the SEL kind of circuit. And um, you mentioned guys travelling over. You obviously had uh, Nathan Goldtree come over and win the first event of the season last year. He obviously went yeah, to the podium. Yeah, uh, the World Sprint in Vassar. Yeah, he podiumed yeah. at OSG. will be at a Giants Live event now. Probably yeah. valued the experience that he got from that SCL event. Many, the thing many with SCL events. as well, their, their events aren't as standard as the events that you see everywhere else. You, you no. can get some wacky, crazy events like 
so sometimes the implements you use aren't even like what you consider strongman implements. Do you know what I mean? So you, if anything, you've got to be adaptable. And that's, that's one trait every strongman should have. Like we all train the same events, but we don't all train on the same kit we use in competition. So, so if you get some guys can go to a competition, say they deadlift on a certain bar, and then they get to a competition, it's a stiff bar, not a deadlift bar. That might throw some people. Yeah. But when you're doing all these different shows, different places, using different equipment, it, it, it makes you very adaptable. Yeah, making sure that you can kind of, as you say, adjust to what's in front of you. I think another yeah. great example of that is the Ultimate Strongman shows as well. I spoke, we mentioned in the last episode, just a little teaser to get people to go and listen. Paul Smith spoke about the um, unpredictability of Glenn's shows. Obviously, yeah. Paul, having won UK Strongest Man twice, very well versed in that. Um, but the SEL, it's a great avenue for people to go down. I think there should be more strongman trying <laughs> to get onto that scene. Um, if you were to say, speak to any sort of up-and-coming strongmen, what would you say about getting involved in that SEL? Um, just, you've you, you got to put your name out there first, and you've you got to throw yourself in these situations. And I'm not, I'm not sure how somebody who's totally new might jump in there. I, I was quite lucky in the sense of I went to England um, in 2022, the year Ryan Bennett won. And there was a guy there, obviously AD Monks, everyone knows him now from Unbreakable. He sort of threw my name in the hat because he had like a association with Champions League. Um, so I, I basically just got a call up off. I think someone pulled out last minute in a comp and they said, look, can you be here next weekend? And um, I, I got my ticket, went along and then sort of, I think I came fifth for my first show. Got another one, came fifth. Um, so they sort of knew that I was, I was all in the mix with with their level of athlete at that point. Um, did my third show and hit my first podium, and then it was podium for the rest of the year. Every show I did after that, a podium, including the final. So that that was sort of my foot in the door there. But I suppose just if you follow their socials, if you want to get into Champions League, I suppose you could always drop drop the social media as a message, like tag tag them in videos, just do, do whatever you can really to. To get your name out there. Yeah. If, you, if you don't do it, people ain't going to know who you are. Exactly, exactly. Uh, will we see you competing in as many competition in SEL competitions in 2024? <laughs> Are you going to still have that same hectic calendar? Do, do you know what? I, as much as I'd love to do every show because it is fun, this year I, I need to step back a little bit. So if, if you look at, I, I, I did my first competition in July 22, basically competed throughout the whole end of that year. Um, and then straight into 2023, it was, like you say, a manic season. But my progression went up in that first six months. And then my strength just sort of went bosh. Yeah. And it, I, I didn't actually have the chance to get stronger. But I wouldn't change it because I gained a hell of a lot of experience. Like, I've I done more shows in 2023 than some guys do in, like, three or four years. Yeah. So th th that experience was, like, invaluable. That, that, I needed that. Um, now that I've got that, I, I know how to, like, cope with stressful situations in shows. I, I know how to bounce from one thing to another. I think this year I, I do need to hang back a little bit, maybe pick and choose my shows and actually get stronger because it's only going to help me. And then when, then I can do less shows. I mean, if I'm placing higher in shows, I haven't got to do as many. So, yeah. but it's, each each year I've been doing strongman so far, I've, I've learned something new that I'm trying to think, right, I can change that next year. Yeah. And it's, it's all just the way I need to progress, really. Yeah. Well, that definitely sounds good. You speak about experience and obviously a, a big experience for yourself in the beginning of uh, last year. We spoke, you've mentioned it briefly. It's obviously that first Giants live show that you went to, that first yeah. Strongest Man in 2023. 
being a late, a ve- very late call up. Um, it was like six or seven days. Yeah, was I think, I think they messaged me on the Monday and was like, "Can you be here on Saturday?" Wow, that's that's insane. There was um, yeah. obviously yourself and Killian Groom jumped in at sort of that last that last uh, minute. Uh, late yeah, replacements. I think yeah. I replaced Lou Richardson because he obviously had that. Yeah. Latin grief. Um, but yeah, I was never going to turn that down. But it, it, in all honesty, I'd been training. I've been training the events with Shane because he was competing. Hmm. But I had I wasn't like pushing the events because to be honest with you, I never thought I was going to get the call up. Yeah, you always train it just in case, don't you? But I never thought I was going to get it. So I'd actually just started an off season. So I, I was competing all year about one one forty five kg, hmm. and when they called me up, I was about one thirty four. So I dropped a load of weight to yeah. just get a bit healthier and I don't need to be that heavy all the time, do you know what I mean? And then leading into Brits, I think I chucked 10 kilos back on. I was 144 on the day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. But obviously that competition went probably better than you could ever imagine. Obviously you went out and finished fifth overall. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect on that day. Like I just thought if I just go out there one event at a time, do whatever I can... I did hold back on some things. Um, anyone that was there would have realised when they were interviewing me, I, I think one of the comments was, I sound like I've been eating an ashtray. <laughs> so my voice was really coarse. I, I'd actually found out afterwards I had laryngitis, tonsillitis. Oh, so I was I was rough. But um, obviously I was never going to turn that show down. But things like the loading, I didn't realise till they aired it, between, I think, me in fifth place on the loading and Bish who won it, it was about two and a half, three seconds. Yeah, And the... They even said in the commentary, I looked like I could have gone a lot faster. But where I was there, I thought if I push too hard and blow my load, I'm not even going to finish the event. So yeah. it was one of them. And I had a little bit of a back injury. So with the deadlift, I thought I was only going to do the first three bars. So that's why I did the 340. I strapped on and then it felt okay. So then I just waddled up to the 360. And luckily I got it and it actually got me some good points. But yeah. it was just every event I was doing, it was I was sort of just making a decision in the moment, sort of how hard to go. But... Yeah, obviously, after the big two are out of the way, I just thought, you know, I'll just go for it. Yeah, makes sense. Might not get this chance again, do you know what I mean? No, but obviously, you have got the chance again. You've managed to yeah. earn your way back. Obviously, finished uh, second place at England's Strongest Man. So, first of all, well done for that finish. Thank uh, you, finishing behind Luke Richardson, who was a bit of a monster on the day, but nice. It's yeah, he, he was there. The, the favourite when he let's face it, everyone everyone knows Luke's a level above at that that sort of level. So yeah, it's it's great to see him back competing. Regardless, obviously he's had a bit of a horror couple of years with injuries. Um, but between you and him, uh, you and him on a certain number of events, I've got I wrote down in my notes yoke and power stairs. The margin yeah. between you two on those events absolutely minuscule. Yeah, the thing, thing with that yoke as well. I think I pipped him by like. Was it like like points of a second or something? Yeah, when it was it like three hundredths of a second or something? Something tiny, tiny. But he dropped the yoke at the end. Yeah, I didn't drop it, but I was late. I had a bit of a late pickup. Yeah. So it it was so tight on that event, like that could really have gone either way. Um, but to be honest with you, I watched his trainer. I didn't think I was going to get him on the yoke, but it te- my, my warm ups always seemed to feel rubbish. And then when the yeah. whistle goes, you, you, you can just hit that extra gear. And I think that was just one of those situations where it happened. I just made sure I was consistent all the way through that event. Luckily, I got the win on it. Yeah, you've got, obviously, all, all three of you guys that podiumed uh, are at Britain's Strongest Man 
uh, in a couple of weeks. Yourself, Luke, that we've already spoken about, Paddy. Uh, then you've got sort of Paul, Paul Smith. You've got Mike Felix, who also competed in there. Um, and then obviously Bish, uh, who didn't compete in English Strongest Man, but he's obviously the reigning Britain Strongest Man. Yeah. Plenty of talent in the uh, English Strongman scene, isn't there? Yeah, there is, which is great. But when you're an English strongman, <laughs> not so great because it's just <laughs> it makes it harder for all of us. Do you know what I mean? Um, so they, when you've got that many athletes at that level, it's like uh, how do you, how do you get your way up there? Yeah, one name I didn't mention there, which I, I'm shocked you didn't slap me wrist for and um, pick up on, was obviously Shane. Your your very good friend Shane Flowers. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot to mention then just just casually, um, but yeah. For yourself, then traveling, uh, training with Shane, being very good friends with him, um, how how great is it to have him? And obviously, his brother Mitchell is also a, a, a very talented strongman in his own right. Yeah, no, like having them, to, not not just uh, Shane, but Mitch as well. Like when I first started, like I've known both of them since childhood, but mm. it wasn't until I started training around like twenty five. They literally taught me every movement in the gym. Like I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Um, it was another friend that took me along. We started doing a little bit of bodybuilding, but then he he said to like Shane and that when he get came powerlifting, so they they started teaching me like they taught me how to deadlift, like bench squat. I'd, I'd never done any of it. Yeah. Um, obviously, we then became really good friends after that. But Shane started off as my coach, and the fact that them two were both so much stronger than I was, it's sort of I think when you train with strong people, you you get stronger faster. So my perception of what like heavy weights were was was so much like more elevated because who I was training with. So it was just a catch-up game. So, and I think Shane said it before on, on something, but like when one of us gets better at something, it's a little bit of ego in there. It's like, you're not going to be better than me. Do you know what I mean? So we all get better. Yeah, and that's think... like, that's that's perfect. And we're In Weymouth, where we live, we're the only three doing what we do. Yeah. So for all of us to be at a high level, it's like, it's quite rare, especially yeah, but... in such a small town. It'd be amazing to see if all three of you can get to sort of a, a big comp together. It'd be nice to see, obviously, all three of you going head to head, battling yeah. it out, but also that camaraderie of of being great friends and all together, sort of going through this comp. Um, yeah, of course. Like it, Mitch, Mitch is uh, Mitch ain't far along, mate. Like it, it, it'll be there soon enough. I'm sure of it. Yeah, I mean, um, the I believe it was the. England's that you finished behind Ryan Bennett on. I think he was also on the podium. Was it? No, he was. Yeah. I think he had. I think he had. Um, I think he came sixth on that one because he, he right. came fourth the year before, which was right. when Shane won. Um, and he was he was just missed the podium like by a point or two, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and then we came into the second England's. And he, he straight out won the deadlift statically. He was like probably the strongest bloke there. Yeah. And then it was just a couple of moving events. I think he lost a few points on, but that that lineup was a good lineup as well. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah he just he just didn't have the, the greatest year, and then he just got a few injuries and stuff. So that's been a setback for him. But you see him now; he's, he's dropped load. He's dropped about thirty five kilo body weight. Yeah, and he's, he, he's still strong as well. But now he can move. So I think people are going to see a different different Mitch Flowers this year when he when he starts getting some shows. So that's going to be great to see. Speaking yeah, exactly. of, what, what... oh sorry, oh. come on. No, I was just going to say, speaking of your training, um, obviously it's great to see the interaction between you you, you guys. Um, maybe not so great to see you, you nearly kill yourself with the uh, homemade <laughs> bag toss 
implement that you uh, all created? Oh, mate. It was a death trap. <laughs> that... <laughs> Do you know what? That, that, that was held together with um, literally Velcro wrist wraps, a piece of old rope, which was just frayed, and then it was like ladders, planks of wood on an old rickety bloody scissor lift or whatever it was <laughs> yeah I've, ju- I've just looked back at the video just before we started yeah. and like a little bit of scaffolding some sort of base a ladder uh, and as you say a plank of wood i'm like no wonder he nearly killed himself at the same time trying to tie the rope and it's like wobbling honestly it was terrible i've got a proper one made up now though um yeah, a I've local s- company sort of sponsored us yeah, I have seen the proper uh, yeah. setup now, which I'm quite thankful for, mainly because you might keep <laughs> your leg or head or whatever it might drop on next. I think you were quite lucky to escape that day, I'm sure you'll imagine. Did it just graze it, your ankle? It, it actually, it skimmed the bone, you know, like the little knobbly bone on the outside of your ankle. Yeah. It literally took like a tiny little bit of skin off that. It just skimmed me. So I think that would have been a broken leg if that landed yeah. on me. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It looks like you just about scrambled out of the way. And obviously, I think you put in the comments of that video that you just skimmed you. Yeah, it does, yeah. Lucky. I think the best part of that whole video was how Shane didn't even shake the camera. No, he's he, not He just bothered. stayed completely still. He just shouted, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Which I quite like. To be fair, I would have done the same. I would have been more angry if you didn't catch it on video. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's 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 gone a l- little bit crazy on social, and um, yeah. always good for that. Um, we keep on the theme of training, and um, you'll have seen the little video I put out from Paddy Haynes's video. I spoke about the one motion in dick swinging contest um, <laughs> <laughs> that you all decided to have uh, on um, social media yourself, going and lifting that two twenty kilo. So um, just before we recorded this, um, Paddy put out his 221 um, kilo <laughs> <stone> <laughs> motion. We're not too sure if that's legit, Paddy, but we're not giving you it. Um, yeah, no, you ain't having that. No, talk, talk us through um, your sort of development and your growth on being able to lift stones. Um, so w- one of the reasons I sort of, moved over to strongman was um while Mitch and Shane were at the gym we were training out in Portland at the time mm. they'd had like a good little strongman setup I was still like fixed on powerlifting I was like no you, you two do that I'm gonna I want to total this and powerlifting blah 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 all mm. that sort of shit and then one day I think I was actually waiting for my missus to pick me up because I didn't have a car and um Mitch was on the stone wall doing some stones and he was like just have a go and I'd never lifted a stone before so I went and had a crack with him. And I, did, I actually worked myself up to the 180 to like the lowest level of the Giants platforms because we got yeah. the same measured height set up. And I did the 180 on my, on my first time ever doing stones. And even wow. Mitch was like, mate, it took me two years nearly to do that. So then I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I, I could be all right here. So stones was just, it just clicked in me straight away. And then um, as soon as I started, as soon as I came over to Strongman, I actually started training the stones. I think b- before that England's Strongest Man in 22, I was doing like an average 180 stone run with a running on the start as well. So we didn't start over the stone. I was doing it in like 22 seconds. Wow. So it was just one really good event for me straight off the cuff. Oh, wow. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, once we got good at that, we, we got a heavier stone. And then um, I think Shane got one from Atlas Endurance, which was obviously the, the 200 and then the 220. And then we got a 240 as well. And it, we just left him in the corner of a room one day and was like, oh, let's have a go and just started lifting them. <laughs> Yeah, 
that one motion's absolutely crazy. Obviously, we, we'll have all seen Tom do the 200 at the end of the run in uh, at the World Tour Finals, which is yeah. another another beast to sort of do it at the end of the run. Um, but 220, just at any point, is absolutely insane, we've got to say. Yeah, no, just, like, it wasn't planned. Um, like, <laughs> I was, I was, to be perfectly honest with you, I've I seen like a couple of weeks before, Luke, or a week before Luke Richardson did the 200. And um, I think it was about a week or two before that anyway. I actually just tried it in the gym. Yeah. And like, I, I can load a 200. I can do some reps of it to a platform. But I tried to one motion it. And as soon as I pulled it off the floor, I couldn't even get it to like a lap height to try and one motion it. Unless I was trying to lap it sort of thing. Yeah. So like, I just thought, well, that's that's not happening. And then obviously when I seen Paddy do it, it was about an hour before I was going to the gym. I was literally, I think I was near one driving to the gym and I seen him do it. Oh. And I was just like, fuck you. <laughs> like every, everyone's doing it. Like, I'm going to have to do it now. And um, started warming up. I think I did 160 and it felt heavy. And then went on to the 180. That felt fine. Had a crack at 200 and it went easy. Yeah. And then I think it was Mitch was like, he's like, why don't you have a go at the 220? And I was just like, nah. And he was like, you never know. So I was like, go on then, get it out. And I got it first time. Wow. Obviously, it was like a 10 second rep. But. <laughs> oh, well. You've done it once, I'm sure you could potentially do yeah, it again. Yeah. Work on but to it, be but... honest, if, if I hadn't seen Paddy do it that day on the way to the gym, I probably wouldn't have bothered. It was just literally yeah. like one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Respectfully. Respectfully. Yeah, it's, there seems to be quite a, a little bit of a friendly rivalry between yourself uh, yourself uh, and Shane and Paddy. I've seen a few um, jokey memes and pictures and edits going back and forth on, on oh, Instagram. Standard behaviour anyway. Yeah, um, it, it's great to have those sort of friendly rivalries as well, isn't it? Um, when you're heading towards a comp like Brits. If your friends aren't taking the piss out of you, are they even your friends? Exactly. So. That's the main, <laughs> thing. the main thing about it. Um, speaking of Brits, obviously in 2024, we're just about a couple of weeks away now. It's it's really getting close. How's your preparation been for that? Obviously, obviously we know your stones are going well. Uh, but yeah. What about the rest of the events? Yeah, so the, the, to be honest, it's I'm, I'm not all secretive about my stuff. I know a lot of people aren't posting everything or they're holding stuff back, but I couldn't really give a shit. I don't think it's going to change my performance on the day if people know what I'm doing. But the only event I've had any bother with um, has been the axle. Just mm. if I was doing it off bumpers, cleaning it from the floor, because I've got quite short arms, it's, it's easy for me to get momentum. Yeah. Um, but with the Apollon wheels that we've, we're using... I'm, I'm near on pulling it from the ground on a bent arm and I've I got a bit of forearm issue with it and a bit of bicep issue. So you'll see on any videos I've done of Axel, everything I've done is double overhand yeah. and I've got the grip strength to do it. So for, for me, that's working. But apart from that, but annoyingly, I really love Axel as well. It's quite a fun yeah. event. Um, but apart from that, everything else seems to be going really well. Um, obviously, with the end of the SCL, we had the events before I finished SCL. I had like a nine-week prep, I think. Yeah. I actually got quite ill in the final. So the first two weeks that I came back, I, I wasn't even really training. I was, I was ill as a doctor, to be honest with you. Um, so I maybe lost two weeks of my prep, but I, I don't really think it matters. I don't think it's affected anything. Um, but I'll, I'll turn up, I'll do what I can, and we'll see what happens, really. Yeah, great mentality to go into it. Uh, yeah. Great to hear that prep is, is going well. Um, looking at some of the events then, the deadlift, obviously, you've got the decision of the 400 or the 360. Um, yeah, have, you like made a, as well. have you made a decision of what your tactics are around that? Yeah, so similar to what I had Connor say on his as well, like I will know on my final session, depending on how I'm feeling, um, what bar I'm going to go for. And you've got to think about the full show. 
like, yeah, it'd be nice to pull 400 in a show, but if it's going to affect the next four events, the points you're going to gain on that, you're going to lose points on the rest of them. So I think like, like I do with everything, I'll, I'll just, I'll have a plan and I'll, I'll always, I'll stick to my plan if I can, but if things have to change, then like I say, I'm adaptable. I, it's, it's not going to phase me really, but um, I've pulled 400, uh, well, pulled 400 and 410 once on each. So I know I can do the weight, Mm. Um, but right now, if it's going to be there on the day, like I say, I'll know on my last session, but I think I'm fairly confident I'll be able to go for one at least. If I, if I could hit two, that'd be a mega PB mm. for me anyway, because I've only ever oh. done it for one rep. So Fair enough. Um, obviously, it's going to be a bit of a, it's a very, very strong deadlift field. I think uh, we're probably going to see over probably seven guys at least pull at least one rep of 400. I, I'd, I'd say you're looking at at least seven guys doing a minimum of two mm, well, and a handful of guys that are probably going to pull between three and five. Yeah. I know some people said they don't think five reps is going to happen, but I, I think there's a couple of lads in there that could be pushing for the record. Whether they'll want to put that much energy into it to go for it, who knows? But like, I'm, yeah, I'm fairly confident we're going to see at least three or four reps from quite a lot of guys, which is mad because you can go into most gyms around the country and be one of the strongest deadlifters there, but you go into this competition in particular... Yeah. 400 ain't shit. Not, no. not really against the, the guys that are there, do you know what I mean? So it's going to be a very interesting event and it's going to be interesting to see what the guys do. Like, are guys going to bother with the 360? Are they going to go all out on the 400? Are they going to... And depending on what order you go out on as well... That's the thing. Like, you have, some, some guys don't have the option of seeing what everyone else does. Mm. Tactics are going to be a real big thing. Oh, in mate, it's going, to, it's going to really change things, I think, for the podium. If you've got guys like Bish, who, who everybody knows is a world-class deadlifter, going out last, which he, he might do as a reigning champion, yeah. um, he'll know exactly what he needs to do to get maximum yeah. points or know what he needs to do. So if he only needs four reps at 400, which I can see him being one of the guys that's really pushing for this this record, he'll only do what he needs to do. So even Gav, I seen Gav the other day put up a video of doing his, his last time he did 400 for two and he was like, I had to hold back and it looked like he was. It looked like he could have done another two. So, yeah. And he's he's not the only bloke who's capable of that. So it's it's going to be really interesting. We'll, we'll just speak on that, the level of competition in this field. Um, easily the greatest Brits lineup ever. How do you feel being a part of that? <laughs> yeah, but like to be honest, mate, like, a year, like I say a year ago now, but just over a year ago, I was like, "Oh yeah, one day I want to do a Giants live show." I, like, to be honest, I never thought I'd get there. Yeah. So, like, to actually be there now for my second time round, it, it's a good feeling to know that you're standing with some of the strongest guys in the country. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you, if you're there, there's no doubt about it. You're 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 a good athlete. Do you know what I mean? You you don't get there by luck. So, yeah, I'm I'm buzzing for it. I can't wait for it, honestly. That'd be really good. Um, just finally on Brits, then have you got any predictions or hopes of uh, where you'd like to finish or how well you're hoping to do throughout the competition? Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna. I don't want to give any predictions on any other athletes because I don't want to insult anyone else if they might take it that way. But like for myself, I if I came mid pack, I'd be over the moon. But like I say. It, Anything it can go any way with this competition. Like there's so many good athletes, and a lot of the athletes have got good events. Some have got a couple of bad events. So it, it, it's going to be like who doesn't make a mistake. 
And I think that's really going to be the change of it. But if I have a really good day, I'd like to think I could be floating around the middle of the pack. Anything better than that, amazing. So, the, the, like I say, the lineup this year, it's insane. So, who, who knows what's going to happen? But I'd, I'd like, I'd like to think mid pack. Yeah, admiral aspirations definitely, as you say, especially with this level of talent in this field. Um, so, definitely achievable for yourself, knowing exactly what you can I, do. I try, I try to be realistic about it. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, I'm going to smash this event and this event because if you don't, you look like a dickhead anyway. But yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, I, I know what I'm capable of. I've got my plan. If I execute it perfectly, maybe it won't even make a difference if everyone else is perfect on their day as well. But I, my target is mid-pack. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah fair enough. Um, just going back to sort of a big thing probably in in your career obviously we've spoken about your Brits debut last year we've spoken about the SCL but h- how great was it to experience world's strongest man obviously i know you was uh, called up as a reserve did it eventually manage to compete at the at world strongest man but the experience yeah. of being able to go out there being around these the best of the best in, in the strongman world is it just so much valuable experience and knowledge. Yeah, of course. Like, and above everything, seeing how the days run. Like, I think, I think on the first day we were there for thirteen hours mm. in like close to forty degree heat for three events. So, like, if you if you if you just turned up to that and didn't know that potentially that's what it's going to be like, that might throw you completely. But yeah, but being there, witnessing it, one. Makes you feel like a bit of a little coward compared to how strong you think you are, because these guys, mate, they are not uh, they're not there to, to joke around. They are there's some seriously strong people at Worlds, mate, and it is like it was mad to watch it, and I've I've watched it not consistently while I was younger, but more towards like the end of my teens, my adult years. I've always watched. If I ever seen a strong man on telly, you sit down and watch it, don't you? But um, yeah, again, did I ever think I'd be someone like that? No. So I just, I just. After I didn't get the chance to compete, I was just like a sponge. I was just trying to watch everything I could. Even like watching the athletes, see how they sort of carry themselves, what they do. Like, obviously, there's a lot of more tactics, or even more tactical than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, no, it was, it was a mad experience. And obviously, hopefully, one of the biggest goals for this year would be to at least get another reserve spot, if anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, just to be there again would be nice. So, but. Whatever happens, happens. If it doesn't, it'll happen another year. Like I'm confident one day it will. It's just when. Do you know what I mean? So just yeah. got to keep plodding along, getting stronger in you, and making sure you're looking after yourself. Really. Yeah. Um, speaking about the rest of the year, then uh, obviously we've got a lot, long, long time of 2024 left, even after Britain's Strongest Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does the rest of 2024 look like for for yourself? Well, like I was saying earlier, I I need a good off season this year. It, like I haven't had a decent one since I started. Nearly like well, doing strongman since January twenty two, first comp in July. So you, you're talking nearly eighteen months of constant competing. So I'd, I'd like to take a good twelve weeks to build an off season. Um, I do have a comp in February, um, which is the first SCL, but it, it's almost like three months before the season starts. Yeah. Um, but that's called the Iceman, which they've just announced now. So that's um. I suppose in the sense it's similar to the way the Magnus is done. It'll be like eight events over two days, but you, it's going to be like minus 15, minus 20. You're in the snow. We're wearing like spike shoes to be able to pull trucks and and that sort of stuff. Wow. So 
I will be in an off season, but I'll go there and I'll just I'll just enjoy that one. Do you know what I mean? I won't put any pressure on for that. That's just just another show to do, really. And then um, I think around I'll plan for around the start of May when I actually hit the SEL season hard again, and then obviously see what else happens through the year. But I will be spacing some comps out if I have to. Another thing, work as well. I, I used a whole year's holiday, which I had renewed on the twentieth of May. And I've got no holiday left. Wow. So I've got to wait until May for my holiday again. I think I've got maybe got like a day and a half left. So I, I can't be using all my holiday like that again. So I, I do need to be a bit more picky, I think. Yeah, I think... I say that, I'll probably end up doing every bloody show again. And it'll, will. I'll be saying the same thing next year. But <laughs> I know you will. I'll be catching up with you at sort of like October yeah, time. Right. Going, what happened to having an off-season and, doing, and having a bit of a relax? Uh, but yeah, a lot of people maybe don't realise. Obviously, uh, quite a lot of strong men still have regular jobs, for lack of a better term. Um, how is it juggling work with obviously this uh, kind of professional life as an athlete? I think I've just been doing it for so long anyway. I'm just used to it now. Like, I still wake up every morning completely tired. Do you know what I mean? But you just got to get on with it, mate. Like, if, if I want to do this sport. I need to fund it. And the only way I'm going to fund it is to work work as hard as I can. Do you know what I mean? So they go hand in hand with each other. And to get to a level where you can give up your job and be a full-time strongman, you're talking like 1% of the top 5%. Do you know what I mean? So it, it probably might not ever happen, but if it did, be grateful, I suppose. But I just, I, I'm busy nearly every day of the week. I work five days a week. Um, I have to do standby, which I normally try and get covered every one in five. And then I train four nights a week. The other three nights, I'm, I'm normally in the sauna doing recovery, hot, cold. So just keep on top of it, really. I want to do this for as long as possible. Longevity is the thing, isn't it? So, yeah, you're still. It is, it is hard work, though, mate. Yeah, but you're still early in your kind of strongman journey. You said you only really started um, January 2022, was it? Literally, yeah, it was like the 4th of January, I think I did my first ever strongman session, yeah. So we're basically, just what, it. Just, just over the two-year anniversary and you've already completed yeah. it. Are you coming up to your second British, Britain's Strongest Man? You've done two world finals in the SCL. Not bad for your first two years in a, in a sport. No, no, is, I'm, like I say, I, I, got, I was in the right places at the right time, I think, and Again, it's it, it's partly that, but I always throw myself in the deep end. Like I could have started off doing some like novice shows or intermediate shows, but I just thought if I if I want to get there, like let's face it, I'm, I'm nearly thirty two, mate. Like uh, my career's by no way nearly over, but most guys start a lot younger. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I, just, I just thought throw myself in the deep end, see what happens, and luckily it paid off for me. So yeah, it's it's been an amazing ride to see so far. Um, obviously, there's a long long journey ahead of yourself and I'm sure there'll be many more amazing podiums and wins and competitions uh, ahead for yourself um, but yeah it's been amazing to speak to you I want to say thank you for jumping on um, have you got any other messages for the for the fans listening at home again if, you, if you're interested in a strong man and, and doing this sort of thing just just throw yourself in the deep end if you don't if you don't try you don't want to like wish I could have done this, could have done that. Just, just get involved, and even if you don't go at the top level, even being in this sport is, it's, it's a good fun. You meet a lot of people, you get to go places. So, just put yourself out there, and you don't know what's going to happen. Best advert for the sport, right there, just from yeah. the uh, mouth of Kane Francis. Uh, 
if you're wanting to watch Kane compete, he is obviously competing at Britain's Strongest Man at, on the 27th of January. 27th of January, uh, uh, Utilita Arena, Sheffield. He's got it down anyway. British Strongest Man. Obviously, tickets are still available at giantslive.com. There's a few left. They're selling out quickly, though. Um, I saw a couple of fans asking, and there were just a few left. Um, if you don't manage to get a ticket or can't travel to Sheffield, up and around to Sheffield, you can obviously catch it on officialstrongman.com. Obviously, they have a very, very professional live stream. It's like watching a, a well-oiled TV show. Uh, you can get involved and watch it there. I'll have a few more podcasts with a few more guys uh, competing at Britain's Strongest Man. It might be one of his best mates next. Got Shane coming, Shane Flowers coming on the very next episode. Uh, but yeah, thank you for jumping on, Kane. It's been a pleasure speaking to yourself. Yeah, of course, mate. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. And thank you to everybody for taking the time out to listen to this podcast. See you later.